<laughs> it's, I, feel, I feel attacked it, a little bit. No, it's not, that wasn't you. That was the voice. Feel, Does anyone remember that voice? You might. Player we, got, we had to face a lot over the years. And then he became a broadcaster, and boy, was it a uh, an experience. That was Jason Witten's voice. Ibukam. <laughs> I definitely feel attacked. That's not, Joe, it ain't that funny. Stop laughing. <laughs> Wait a second. You have to talk for four hours a day, all right? That's a lot of content. That's a lot of talking. It's a lot of conversation. We all. And to be fair, in that job, you kind of you try to hit, hit it and quit it. That probably is a bad analogy. It but was, you, yeah, but you, a, you know, you know one, what yeah. I mean. It's like you get in, get out. Hitting, that's that's yeah. probably even worse than the last. Oh, you're making it worse. But you but know I, what I mean? You, you, you're clear and concise about what you want to say. There we go. And then you move on. Short uh, bursts yes, uh, of conversation. Okay? That, maybe that didn't help uh, either. I love right. that one. Oh, we know what we're talking about Relax here. over here, guys. <laughs> Bottom line is Jason Witten, as a broadcaster, was a disaster. He was a great player. He was among the biggest failures that ESPN has ever tried. <laughs> if you could, if Everybody can't, can't do that. I, know, I, I agree. But You know what? It, to my credit, I've done it a few times, but that was never my passion because, to your point, the biggest fear that I always had when I did that, I did it a couple times. Is that you go too long? Like you, you, you let you got to let the moments breathe, mm. and you got to be clear and concise on what you want to say in that moment. So, Emma nominee, Emma yeah. nominee, and I, you know, I ain't. You wonder why? Why the heck are these guys talking about uh, Jason Witten? Right? He's done playing. He's been done playing. The broadcast thing was a disaster. Well, because of this, uh, some notes from the Senior Bowl. Was this what, what was this? Walter Football? Is that where this came from? Yep, Walter Football. All right, notes from the Senior Bowl. You guys ready for this? Everyone, I need everyone to sit down. If you're standing up. You know, you might fall down. So take a seat. Just just, just listen to this one. From Walter Football. Many around the NFL were expecting Dallas to fire head coach Mike McCarthy and after an embarrassing open round, opening round loss to Green Bay. McCarthy survived, but team sources said he is on the hottest of seats entering next season. Sources shared Cowboys owner Jerry Jones was about to fire McCarthy before being talked out of it, and Jones had a surprising candidate in mind to interview. According to sources, that candidate was former Cowboys tight end Jason Witten. I don't ask for much. I just need Jason Witten to be the next head coach of the Cowboys. No. Nah. Oh, I, I need it. But it's amazing how a guy, I don't know how much he's been coaching. High school. That's that, what he's doing. I mean, but hey, Dion made the leap from, from high school to college. Kid Coaching kids. College. Maybe, maybe he has something special. Maybe. I don't know. You're looking at me like I'm crazy. Well, listen to this. This is special. <laughs> He doesn't have to talk a whole lot to be the coach, though. Yes, he doesn't he does. like like he not has to a, do a press conference not in every a public. Week. Well, okay, he he does. <laughs> he does have to talk a lot. Would, would that I go mean, about as well as Sirianni's first press conference? The first part of being smart is knowing what to do. I need him as the head coach of the Cowboys. I need it. I mean, if we get this guy in the division, it is a wrap. Uh, Hugh, it's a fair point. Dion went from nowhere. But Dion's really bright, and Dion is a very, 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 very smart. Coach and of I mine. think he can, you know, he you could see the leadership qualities he has. Right, he get those kids to buy in. Yeah, he is definitely that. He's all of that. And maybe Jason Witten on a high school level is doing it. I'm sure he's a successful high school coach. But I mean, holy moly, from high school to the NFL, Jerry Jones is losing it. High he's, school. He's a little older, and and then when you hear him talk about the fact that he's about to go all in. With players and, and stuff. So it, it, he's at the point now where he just wants to win. And if Jason Witten puts him in the best possible position to win, 
in his mind, then go for it. This is no different than, than what Buddy did in uh, Indianapolis. Jim Irsay. Yeah. yeah I know. Sutter. How'd that work but, out? Trendsetter Jim Irsay. But, and I'm going to talk around this a little bit, but it kind of makes you wonder where this is coming from because, you know, Jim Irsay was, you know, tripping at that time. Touched. <laughs> To, to use an appropriate show term today. I yeah. have a... Yeah, it was a little, he was a little different. I feel very different. comfortable saying this. Jason Witten, the day he arrives, would be the worst head coach I've ever seen. There's no way he'd succeed. He's coaching high school football. Who, who would be the worst coach, me or Jason Witten, as a head coach in the NFL? Jason Witten. You that think sounds, so? That sounds like a poll. <laughs> who would be a worst head coach? I would put who would you rather have as your head No, because he would win that. Yeah, who would be a worst coach? Yeah, hey, yeah. Who would be the... I would, I would probably say me. Because at least Jason knows how to, to like put a game plan together and, and like have like you know training camp or whatever he could probably put that together but what, I you, have no clue but you've participated in just as many as he did yeah but how, you it. know how long ago that's been like that's been a you long forgot? time yes yes what, what do you mean just you have, what I have, for you have an offensive yesterday. drill there offensive drill there you come together yeah, for but a team it's different and then you have to make sure like with the with the NFL rules and everything and I have to actually have to read the rule book yeah, like every year. The other part is growing up clothes for you. You might have to wear some of those. Yeah, definitely have to wear the grown up clothes. I don't know, man. You see, Bill, Bill Belichick got away with it for like twenty years. That's true. Yeah, he wore he pajamas, was, like he, holes in his sweat. Yeah, and he, but he was he was known as the hoodie, and he won a whole lot. Well, of yeah, you, you're gonna have to. I win gotta, to get I gotta kind of like you know, it's just like when I first got here. You know, I gotta wear clothes initially, and now I kind of gotten comfortable. Now you see me yeah. today. I ain't, you know, still ain't wearing no clothes. I always judge it on the, these situations. Like, how would we react if the Eagles were th- doing this? Could you imagine if there was a former Eagle? Doesn't matter how good they were. That was not coaching above high school, and we heard Lori might hire him to be the head coach. We'd flip out. Yeah, we would kill him. Of course we would. And and that's what's going on there down in Dallas. I need it. I need Jerry Jones to fire McCarthy and hire Jason Witt. The absolute. Glory hole. Oh, that press conference would be amazing. All right, 215-592-9400. Back to the phones here. We got Drew in Westchester. Hey, Drew. Hey, folks. Uh, Hugh, let me say this. I think everyone should aspire to believe in someone as much as you believe in Keely Ringo. I know you didn't bring it up today, but I feel like every day I hear you talking up Keely Ringo. If he's in canon one day, I think you should do his Hall of Fame speech, man. You are, you, you are, and I respect it. You are in love with that kid. Drew, I told Drew, you yesterday I we got to get him. A, Drew, I love you. I feel attacked. We're a getting bit, though, Hugh Drew. a Keely Ringo jersey before <laughs> next season. He did say that. Yeah, he did say we got to do it. You got to give him a chance, Drew. It's more not so much that I'm in love with him. But he showed me more in his ability to want to tackle somebody than the two corners that started did. That's all. That's it. No, I like I like him too. I just can't. I just can't. You're. I just can't compete on your level. No one can. Them, but I. But I. I, I like him. Uh, I like him too. Um. So I. So I'll say with that with the AJ stuff. I was. I was real hyped. I was gonna call you guys right at ten today, and then I'm like, you know what? This is like a. This is like a complicated topic. I gotta think through this. A little bit. So I came up with three criteria I think you have to meet to be uh, untouchable in the NFL. I think you have to undoubtedly be a great player. I think you have to undoubtedly be a great teammate. And you have to have like a very solidified contract where there's no drama there. And to me right now, AJ only checks one of the three boxes. So I say that all to say I don't think he's untouchable. I'd be interested in the Sertan trade that your colleagues proposed if there's a chance to move up in the draft to get, you know, Marvin Harrison or the kid out of Washington, the receiver there, I'd be interested. So I, I don't think he should be untouchable given how the season ended. Yeah, and Drew, that's I like the way you framed it with your three points. And and not many players fit that bill. And and I would imagine few receivers fit that bill. And it, it's just the nature of the position where I 
And you mentioned the draft. I, I know the Eagles have struggled to draft receivers outside of Devontae. But, man, Drew, every year I look up, there's 10, 10 more come in the league that people tell me are really good, and obviously a lot of them turn out to be really good. So it's like you can replace that position, maybe not the next A.J. Brown, but if they moved on and they got a lot back, I bet they could find a really good receiver in the draft. I think so. You would hope that Howie's learned from the other receiver misses at some point and kind of, you know, is going to figure out what to do there. And, yeah, look, I'm a, I'm a fan. Of, look, I'm a fan of Jalen. I'm excited to see what Kellen Moore is going to do with him. But I think if we are so panicked that he, you know, can't get by without A.J., then I think we might have a quarterback problem because I see, you know, Jordan Love making kind of like not household names on the Packers look good. And I saw, you know, C.J. Stroud play really good football this year with, you know, Nico Collins is pretty good, but he doesn't have, like, studs there. So I, I think if we – if Jalen can't survive with Devontae and Goddard and, you know, a really solid offensive line, then I think we've got a problem there. I Drew, I agree with that. Yeah, and, that, and the, the spotlight turns back. We appreciate it, Drew, to Jalen Hurts there. How about that was an interesting spin on it. He also talked about the idea of maybe, you know, moving around and getting up for Marvin Harrison Jr. in the draft. Is that – does that change minds around here? Nah, no, I, I I don't I don't Ooh. I don't think so. Marvin Harrison Jr. is a beast, though, but we already got one of those guys, and and I, I think that, you know, we're we're looking at this situation like you know, the, the this can be fixed. The, just let me start there. This can be fixed between Jalen and and the, and AJ. What and if it, how do we know is. that? I think it can. I think that whatever the situation is that's going on in the Eagles locker room, that it has to do more with Jalen's demeanor as opposed to, like, an issue with him. For whatever reason, it became about A.J., and I don't. I, I think that's where we're off base because of that little tater-tater that they had on the sideline. I think that's kind of off. I, I think it's more than that. I mean, the, I, he in the playoffs last year, he was yelling and screaming on the sideline, throwing his helmet. In a playoff game, they were winning. I mean, A.J. Brown's not a saint. I don't think he's a bad guy. Mm-hmm. I don't think that at all. I think he's a great player, but he also has a history of being – you know, annoyed on the sidelines during games. That's not that's not to do with Jalen Hurts. I still think it's fixable, and I, I don't I don't think it may that, be. It very well may be. I, yeah, I just I, I have no idea what happened between the two of them, or or where the disconnect I, in the locker. And I just is. find it fascinating how we're so ready to move off of of AJ like he's the problem, and not even knowing what's going on with the QB because we can't move the QB. Yeah, I mean, well, that, I mean, that, I, the financial I, thing, but yeah, still, no, or I don't think anyone wants to. Yeah. Maybe but I think that's what we need to figure out first. What was the disconnect with the QB? Because it seems to me like he was the problem as far as when things started to get a little awry with the squad. And, and I need to know why that was the case. So let me also throw this at you guys. Because some people have said, well, why would you even entertain the idea? Even, you know, Kyle, for multiple first-round picks. All right, let's, let's say the Eagles say we need an influx of good young players or good talent. Let's say that, that's, that's what they're thinking over at the Novacare. Mm-hmm. Do they have any tradable players that could bring something back? Remove AJ. Outside of AJ? And, and let's remove Jalen because they're not going to trade Jalen Hurts. No, no, not those two. How, how many players in this team do you think they could get something good back for to help rebuild the team? I, I'm, I'm, serious, I'm asking the question. I don't, I, how many players are, are, like, would they get something back for to make the team better? They don't have many. Well, I, I guess I would just reject the premise that that's the only way that they can rebuild or improve the team well, by trading one of their better players. Because uh, Here's my point. They only have so many draft picks, right? They have so much cap room. That, mm-hmm. that's, we know those. I can look them up right now, right? We know how many picks they have. We know the cap room. The only way they can add assets, Kyle, would be to subtract something. 
right? It's the only way they get more assets. You can't get more picks unless you trade something to get the picks. You can't get more cap room so, so unless you clear like, up cap room. Like he's your biggest piece. He's your biggest. He's your biggest asset well, that you're willing to. Trade. I didn't talk to him about it, but that's where I think Jack's premise came from the other day, mm-hmm. right? Like he, I think Jack and I, I'm with him on this. I'd love Pat Sertain on this team. So but you got to give you got to give up something to get something. exactly. So you could give up draft picks, but like the Eagles don't have a lot of young in their prime players, and you may not want to trade them. But like who else would on this team is even would garner a lot of trade value? Yeah, I I just think not you can, many guys. You can make the team better without having traded one of your. With, I mean the best. Young player on that's your team. I, that's how I, look I, I get it, but just off the top of your head, who else could they trade and get something back to reallocate? I, I just don't Anyone? think... Anyone? Is it Reddick? Not like that. Maybe, but I, I again, I don't think like that necessarily matters when you're talking about should A.J. Brown be the one like that has to go? Why? Why does it have to be A.J. Brown just because he's the one that would get you the most value? How about you have A.J. Brown, he's here. You want to acquire an influx of young, talented players? Guess who that is? A.J. Brown. <laughs> well, it, it, well, it was two years ago. That's why they did it, right? They well, wanted him. He's, yeah. tw- he's, what, 27? No, I know. It's not about him. Not, it, the simplest part of this is him as a player, right? That we, I think there's no disagreement there. We, we've This station has been talking about some aspect of this, certain for AJ or just AJ untouchable or not, for what, three days now? Yeah, wow. Not been, one on person one has called in and said, AJ's only okay. Right? Not one person has said, yeah, we kind of overrate him. We all agree he's really good. Like We We've at least reached some agreement. It's hard to do on WIP. We've reached something we all agree on. This guy's a hell of a player. It's just a matter of what's best for the team, the locker room, the salary cap, putting up you know, 52, 53 good players out there. That's that's where it comes down to. Greg is up next on WIP. Hey, Greg. Greg. Gentlemen, how you doing? All what's right, up, you? Greg? Oh, man, I've been trying to get through to you for like two weeks. Oh, uh, We're happy to have you now, Greg. For so long, and that's good for your show because uh, I told you before I really enjoy your show. Thank you and, very much. Uh, I think what I enjoy most is the three of you. Really, uh, you actually have a conversation. You you listen to what the people are saying, and you actually uh, you know respond, and then let them get a response. So I really appreciate. It. Well, we appreciate you li- you listening and calling, Greg. You're you're a big part of the show too, yeah, Greg. What are you feeling today? What are you thinking all this? Well, I have a couple things, if you'll indulge me, because it's been about two weeks since I've been trying to get on, so I want to touch on a couple points. Um, First of all, I'll I'll say um, you had a previous question there about Jalen and, you know, what happened to Jalen, et cetera. Um, I think it's more more about play calling. I think you know my opinion of Nick. You know where I spend my Friday nights. You know how I feel about uh, coaches and their sideline behavior. Yep. Um, if he can rein it in, fine. But I think Jalen's biggest issues last year, this season, whatever you want to call it, uh, was play calling. I, the play calling was abysmal. I, I see more creative play calling every Friday night than I saw out of the Eagles last year. So um, I'll leave it at that. <clears throat> and that AJ, shouldn't be before you make your next point, Greg. And, I, and I'm sure – and I used to cover and talk about high school football when I first started. Yeah, you, But that shouldn't be, right? In the NFL, we should see the most creative, the best play calling. If you're seeing just as good or worse on Friday, that's not good. Not good. It's not good at all. And I'm a season ticket holder 28 years now. Um, it, that was hard to sit through some of those games. It just was boring, boring. And watching what other teams do, is just it, it just highlighted the, the just – drudgery of our offense it was just drudgery it really was so what are you thinking on the aj part of this well i want to couple that with a um question about bradbury and, I, and i'll leave it this is what i wanted to talk about last year but i'll couple it together 
So Bradbury, and I want your opinion afterwards, and I'll give you my AJ and Bradbury point. Mm -hmm. Bradbury, I see him maybe moving to slot and putting Avante Maddox at safety. Avante Maddox has played safety, did it well. Poor guy just can't stay healthy. But with AJ, I absolutely want him. But the reason I I think both of them kind of have to stay on the team is the dead money. And I don't know that. That's Howie's gig, the cap, the cap, the cap. But how can you go on with not having players on your team and paying them huge sums of money? So, Greg, it's uh, it's not easy, um, but teams have done it. I mean, look, the Eagles did it with Wentz. At that point, it was the biggest cap hit in NFL history. They made the playoffs that season in spite of that. The Falcons, what, a couple years ago, they traded uh, Matt Ryan to the Colts and took on an even bigger cap hit that year. Yeah. So, I mean, teams, teams will do it. It's not – I don't think anyone yeah. wants to do it, but, you know, you – how he could work around it, the, but I think that Greg, it's a fair point. It plays into it. You, you'd rather not. I'd rather not. And and here's my further point with AJ. The reason I want to keep him so much is that he's just a fabulous player. But who else do we have as a receiver? We got AJ. And we got we got the skinny Batman. Yeah, well, we it. have those two. And then the mama lays the kiss. He's a free agent anyway, right? So we have nothing after those <laughs> the two. Level of dis- we're we're pushing it, you. <laughs> the level of disappointment both of y'all displayed, yeah, he's, like he's, even before I got it out of my mouth, yeah. was just epic. <laughs> he's a name we'll look back at. Like, who's that guy? What? He, what? he yeah. played here for a year. Greg, it's a fair, very good point. Very good, Funko. We appreciate it. So the other one, I, I was trying to think there was another one. Because you, you always hear this, like, uh, dead money and then teams, can you actually have success when you have, like, 50 or $60 million in dead money on the salary cap? Mm-hmm. So the Eagles made the playoffs the year Wentz was on the books but not here. The Packers just did it this year, too. They took on a $40 million dead cap hit to get Rodgers the heck out of there, and they made the playoffs and made the second round. It's not like you can't survive for one year with dead cap. It's just it's not ideal, but the Packers were better with Rodgers than the Jets. As the assistant GM of the team, or maybe the GM, the GM. That story yesterday, Hugh, I, you're you're alone there with the Jets. They're worse than you even thought. Why they got to be my? Well, I guess they are my. You're, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm alumni. You are alumni. They're in your I'm Twitter bio. To, yeah, I'm trying to separate. Man, that's because you, know you know how the story goes. Take them out of your say, Twitter bio. That, there's your boy. There's your boy. There were so many parts of that story. It's over at the Athletic yesterday with the Jets and the dysfunction. Diana Rossini's part of it. The Roger stuff is bad. My other favorite part was Robert Sala was so desperate to keep his job, he commissioned a study on how other coaches did when they lost their quarterback to make himself look better. The, the level of insecurity over there, it actually made me feel like all this Eagles stuff is like, ah, we, it could be worse. See, <laughs> the see, Jets I, are the Jets. I missed that part, but did you see the part where Coach Sala was about to take all his uh, coaches' phones trying to figure out oh, who yeah. was the leak <laughs> in the, in the uh, story about what Zach wouldn't play? Who told, who told him? How would you find that out at this point? How would you? How would you just go? Like, wouldn't that be a message that don't you think you would delete, or an email? Or like, what the hell is Salah doing trying to take his coach's phone? Yeah, I'd, I'd have looked at him like, dog, you ain't taking my phone. Sometimes you hear stories out of teams that never win, and you're like, oh, that makes sense, right? Like this, this is part of the reason why they never win. They got a pretty good team. They got a pretty good roster. Yeah, I should say they have a. Uh, Bozo is a coach. I mean, Salah's a Bozo. And they have a quarterback who is power. Did you see those stories about Hackett in there? Your guy, Buddy Hackett? They couldn't believe how little he knew about offense. He's the offensive. The Jets situation makes the Eagles look like it's the simplest thing in the world. Like, oh, this is just like, this is easy stuff. No big deal. Let's go to Darren in South Philly. What's up, Darren? 
What's up, Joe? What's up, Mr. Douglas? Hey, What's Joe, going on, man? Darren, how you been, buddy? To talk to you. I want to stop the madness, okay? Which one? I, if I remember serves me correct, Mr. Douglas, you played with Terrell Owens, correct? Yes, that, I did. That was, that was, okay. Can we all admit A.J. Brown is basically as close as we're ever going to get to having a T.O. on this team? Probably, yes. Yes. Okay. Do, why, do we, why, why do we do this? I'm sorry. There is no world where unless we're getting Sertain and two first-round draft picks, I'm trading A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown for Sertain is a complete win for the Broncos, period. A.J. is the better player. Why do we do this with our, 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 our top receivers? Like, okay, they, they, there's, there's some disconnect or something like this. We got to get him out of here. Are we that scarred of, from Terrell that, uh, you know, I don't think A.J. Brown's a problem here, period. I think the guy wants to win. He's determined to win. And my, my reading on it, him and Devontae have a great relationship. So, so do him and Jay, like they just want to win. Like, we do this a lot when, you know, I don't want to do this, but when African-American receivers get excited about something, oh, there's a problem, is that the third. But Tom Brady can yell, be exact, throw iPads, and there's no problem. Nothing. He, there's fine. Well, so oh, Darren, hold on. Coming from. Darren, there's, there's a major difference you're missing. And I don't think it has anything to do with skin color. Darren, Tom Brady, you have him, you win the Super Bowl. What AJ Brown, there's no get it's a wide receiver. It's just it's a different level. Like Patrick Mahomes could scream and yell and people would still be okay with it because he's a ticket to the Super Bowl. Receivers aren't by nature, that's not what they are. Well, it, Tom it, Brady had taken the Super Bowl for the Buccaneers the final two years. I mean they won one yes, but then the second year he was still the same time. Right. Well he but he, dec- he, well, he declined at that point. I, I meant in general, right? Tom Brady in general, Patrick. I in just general. don't understand why okay, if if the guy wants to win and he's competitive I want him to be fired up. I want that. That's a good thing. I don't want someone that – I mean, if A.J. Brown was lastical, daisical, and didn't care, that's a problem. I don't want those type of players here. I agree with that. Feel free to chime in. Wouldn't you want a dude that's animated and wants to win and he's upset because we're not winning versus a guy that's, oh, I don't care. I'm just collecting my paycheck. See, I think think the the difference in this is the the way that Jalen Hurts responded to the yelling. There was no response. And that's where people felt like – you know, because when you we look at on the outside looking in, it was a verbal attack that from where from our perspective, where we saw it was unsolicited. Because Jalen's response was kinda like, oh, you know. Kind of the same thing when Dallas Goddard, him and Dallas Goddard had a little bit of a tater tail. Mm. He didn't respond. That's just not who Jalen Hurts is. That's that's not how he responds. And I'll say this it's easy to blame uh, AJ Brown in this situation because there's a somewhat of a pattern there. And we know how receivers act so we're just trying to, like, as fans, we're just trying to get the quick fix. And the quick fix right now, in my opinion, is getting rid of the problem. Yeah. And, and AJ's the problem. And, Darren, it's a good phone call. I mean, I'm good hearing from you. I, I, don't, I, don't think it, I don't think most of the conversation and why people think he's untou- not untouchable has to do with his personality. I mean, I, I don't care that he's fired up. I, I do think he wants to win. I don't, I don't look at AJ as someone who's, like, slacking or doesn't care. I think he's a hard worker. He's obviously an amazing football player. He's been a great eagle so far production-wise. My main thing on this is, like, how do you build the best team? And I, I'm not sure if, if – and the whole receiver thing is – Darren brought up, why do we do this? We did it with T.O. First of all, T.O. did it to T.O. Like, fans didn't do it to T.O. T.O. did it to T.O. Yeah, they got ugly. The next time the Eagles had a star receiver was Deshaun Jackson. The Eagles did that to T.O. The fans didn't want T.O. Deshaun J- Jackson gone. Not my memory, not most fans. And by the way, they also won without a star receiver here. Because I, I didn't look at Alshon on the level of these other guys. He was good, but not that good. And I'm looking at it right now, the top 20 receiving seasons in the history of pro football. I think one of them was on a Super Bowl champion. So, like, it's also part of the league. Like, you don't really need I mean, you don't. superstar receivers. You don't, but it's so much nicer to have one. And I think that well, right cool. now. I mean, like, I, we all admit that. It's fun. I think right now the way that our team is presently constructed, because there is still 
a question mark about our starting quarterback. That's a fact. No matter how anybody wants to come in here and say this, that, and the third, there is still a question mark about whether or not he can bounce back from this year. And I feel more comfortable trying to make that happen with the receiver of A.J. Brown's caliber than not. And that's fair. I think a lot of people are on the side that you are are, are, there, are there too. 215-592-9494. Right back to the phones after the break. Still waiting on an update on Joel Embiid's MRI. Plus, the Phillies made a move. Nobody, though, but Hugh is happy about it. He's, he's stoked. The rest of us are like, what did they just do? We'll get to that next. Your phone call as well on the Midday Show. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Happy Super Bowl to all to celebrate from Fandle in partnership with Valley Forts Casino, America's number one sportsbook. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some super bets. Look, there's so many good ones out there. Coin toss. You could uh, The national anthem. I love betting first touchdown on each side. You could also jump in on how many points will be scored. All the great bets are there on Fandle. New customers join today. You get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Visit Fandle.com slash G-I-G-L-I-O to sign up. Fandle.com slash G-I-G-L-I-O. Make every moment more with Fandle, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Fandle Sportsbook is the official partner of 94W. Yeah, that's what a lot of people are saying. You can't. Untouchable. A.J. Brown. Not for me. If a great offer came in, I would listen. I would listen. Reallocate resource. Welcome back to Midday Show. Hugh Douglas, Joe Giglio having an A.J. discussion today. A lot of chatter the last couple days on the station. Obviously, Jack's idea with the Sertain trade, which I think would be really interesting because Sertain is a great corner, led to A.J. being asked yesterday and all that kind of stuff because... That's the way the uh, the rumor mill works, even though it's just a conversation on WIP, not really a rumor in terms of the NFL and, and insiders at this point. But I don't think he's untouchable. A lot of our audience agrees today on the phone lines here. Before we get back to all the phones, though, we got to hit this because the Phillies made a move, not a move I was expecting because I still think they could use a bat or an arm or a reliever two weeks ago. They seem to, though, I don't know if they leaked it or someone leaked it, the, uh, the City Connect Phillies uniforms are out here. Oh, my gosh. It's awful. <laughs> well, that has been the overwhelming sentiment that they're not what people wanted. Uh, the best way I could describe it, if you haven't seen them yet, it's almost like a Philadelphia Union baseball jersey, that kind of color scheme, the yellow, the white, the blue. I don't understand the font on Philly on the jersey. So a lot of people think this is it. This is going to be because every year the last, I don't know, three, four years, that uh, five teams get the City Connect jerseys. And yeah. I've liked a lot of them. I like the Orioles one, the Giants one. Some of them are nice. They some are. Of, some, of them, some of them are rich. And what I liked about them, because they did this a lot when I was down south, they have hit, some of them have history uh, within the font, the color schemes, mm-hmm. and all that other stuff. So when I saw it, I understand why a lot of people don't like it. I just like the blue. I like the blue, and I like the way that the, co- the letters are, are blocky. On whatever they, whatever you call that font of letters, you like the letters. I do like that. I, I like the jersey. So here's some of the response we got. We put a photo up on our Twitter page at WIP Midday. So just see what the people thought. Uh, one take beyond horrible, like bordering on a hate crime. Awful. That feels strong. Oh, wow. The font is terrible. Uh, horrible. I don't see any connection with the Phillies in the city in these jerseys. No thanks. Uh, I, from what I'm seeing here, Kyle, not great. Well, because they're not great. I mean, the uniforms are terrible. I, I, there's, they're called City Connect uniforms. I'm struggling to find out which part of this uniform I, as a Philadelphian, am supposed to feel a connection to. 
I mean, I don't care about the Philadelphia Union. I'm sorry. Is it the fact that there's the Liberty Bell on it? Like, I, I'm just not seeing anything. And what does it have to do with, with the Philadelphia Phillies? Like, it all just seems new, forced, and, forced. and ugly. Yeah, I think there should have been red in there at some point. Red. Like, yeah, at, at least. Yeah. If I Actually, if you asked me a year ago, like, when this event, when the Phillies get theirs, what will it look like? I would have thought red might have been the predominant color. Like, a strong red and then maybe some white and blue is, is kind of the... The other colors. If you told me yellow and blue and looks like the Union, I would have said, I don't know what they're doing there. It's not good. I, I, so I know the Chicago White Sox had the City Connects that said like Southside on yes. them or something. like yes. That is a part of Chicago that people can right. identify with. Could we not have gotten like Love City or, you know, just like, and that's just a spitball idea. Like something that has to do with it, my city that I can this, connect to. This is like when I look at the City Connect jerseys from different places. It's almost like people actually sat in the city, like new from the city, kind of had a, a, a input on what the city was about and everything like that. Like, to your point, I don't know. I like the colors. I like the color scheme. But I don't know what the history is behind them choosing the colors that they chose. I don't know either. You know what I mean? Because, like like I said, perfect example, being in Atlanta, like the Peachtree color. They had the Peachtree mm-hmm. and had Peachtree Street. Every city, every street you go in, in Atlanta is peach tree something. You know what I mean? So you know the connection there. This one I don't I don't understand. So it. I'm looking at the Astros one. I think they unveiled the Astros last year, and it says Space City. It's got the connection to NASA, yeah. right? Houston. That's a big part of of the. You know, you think of Houston, you think of you think of NASA. I I don't understand this, this one. Uh, what is the? Didn't the Nationals unveil theirs last year? Wasn't it the cherry blossoms, which are the trees down there? Yeah, it's which, a connection. Right, that's a to connection to DC. I don't know. I mean, look, if Bryce Harper starts wearing them, people will buy them because that's just what happens probably, and people will, will get into it. I'm, I'm dis- If this is it, I'm disappointed. You know what? I found the connection. It made everyone in Philadelphia mad. <laughs> you know what? They spoke to us in a way. We all came together to be angry about something. We figured it out. Never mind. Good job by the Phillies here. All right, let's go back to the phones here, and then we do have an update on Joel Embiid and the Sixers, but it's not an injury update. It's actually a monetary update on the fine they're getting here for the injury report nonsense. Rick in West Philly. Hey, Rick. Hey, guys. How you doing? Good, Rick. What's up? I right, Here's the first thing. I'm going to make a comment first. Is this a passing league or a running league? It's a passing league. Okay, good, good, good. I, I agree with that. I do think that Hurts can be the same quarterback he was in the Super Bowl year. But I also agree that he regressed. Right, mm-hmm. I think we all. I think we all okay. are kind of uh, uh, somewhere in that range. Yep. Okay. Now, so what you're telling me, and my pop always told me to use logic, common sense. So what you're telling me is, and the best way to get Jalen back to form is to get better, get rid of the best wide receiver in football. Well, two things. One, I don't think he's quite the best, though he's very good. I mean, top five-ish huh. kind of guy, but he, he's very good. But so, Rick, I, I'm not looking to get rid of him. I'm just saying if they got a big offer for him, I would listen to it because do you need two star receivers when you have no defense? We only got one star receiver, and that's A.J. Brown. Smith is good. He's not no A.J. Brown. I agree he's no Brown, but he's about to get paid a lot of money. So the, I mean, I, my point is they have to make a decision. Are they going to pay a lot of money for two wide receivers, one that's great, one that's very good, and how are we going to have a defense that's any good at all if we're paying all the money to offense? I think I think it's I mean, something they have to think about. That? You didn't answer my question the first time. Who we got? I style a little bit. Are we better team? Are you saying that the best thing for Jalen is to get rid of the best wide receiver? 
I'm trying to build the best team, not make Jalen Hurts look good. Well, no, because, Rick, I, I, I dismiss the idea that the whole thing's about Jalen. They got to make the best football team. No, the, fo- the quarterback makes the football team, my man. So, Rick, Rick, hold on, hold on, Rick, hold on, Rick, hold on. You, are, the, are the Chiefs in the Super Bowl be, just because Mahomes put up 17 or because their defense held Lamar Jackson, the MVP of the league, to 10? Are you kidding me, man? No, no, wait, wait, did you, wait a second. The Chiefs didn't score for an hour and a half in that game on Sunday. Okay. Okay, so why, why did they – Why did they score a lot of points. But, Rick, on Sunday in the, NFC, in the AFC Championship game, I understand Mahomes is great. He didn't score many points. They didn't score many. They have a balanced team now. Yeah, we but don't but have that. Up, but you're bringing up one game. I'm talking to Joe. That's why I agree with you, Douglas. No, I'd rather oh, have Smith. I'd rather have my quarterback, wide receiver, tag, tagging up with Jalen again, and I'll feel much better about chances of our offense getting better like it was in the Super Bowl year. Yeah, and Rick, I understand that point, and it's fair. And, Rick, I, we appreciate your phone call. I just want to point out, they didn't win a Super Bowl with this combination. No, they didn't. So, like, we were going so your, off, your, like— Your theory still holds true. Like, it, it's— it, it, But I think he helped—like, to your point, mm-hmm. I think he helped the quarterback become a better quarterback. I agree with by that. By being there. Sure. And, and, and the reason why I feel like he needs to be here is because I don't— Like, the verdict—Jalen has regressed to the point where when you ask people that have been watching football for a long-ass time, longer than me, they don't know what he is now. Like, it's a little scary. And, and, you know, we've all talked about potentially being like a Carson Wentz and all this other stuff. I don't think he's there, but I'm not trying to find out without AJ. I'm not trying to find out how good he is without him just yet. He hasn't re- progressed to that point where you can say, you know, hey, we can move on from a, mm. a, from a top receiver because we got our quarterback or he's on point. He's not there yet. So I did get a message about the uh, City Connect jerseys. Yeah, you saw it too? Yeah, the, the, the colors are the city flag, the yes. Philadelphia city flag. And the font is the used for the Declaration of Independence, right? That makes me like the font a little bit more. Yeah, that I, I see. I didn't know the story. Well, no, because, because I know I most of the, most of the the, the uh, city uniforms have a connection to the city in some way. And and I think a lot of them are a little more obvious. Yeah, like if you go if you look at the San Francisco Giants one, it has the bridge on it, the Golden Gate Bridge. You could it's, it's like white and orange. It's got the the bridge that kind of pops across the chest. Yeah, you it's you don't have to you don't have to think about it. You see it. Yeah. What, did you like it anymore, Kyle, with that theory out there? That it's, it's, it's the colors of the Philadelphia city flag, mm. and the font is supposed to be some sort of the font they use to write the Declaration of Independence. Okay. I, well, I'm in on the font now. I kind of like that. The font, that would be cool if true. I'm not 100%. So somebody might have to, you know, crack research that, fact check it. The city flag thing, I'm not buying because who the hell knows what the Philadelphia city flag looks well, like? Well, I didn't because when I saw the message, I, had, I, I searched it to see. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I, don't I mean, think I'd, like I, you know, I guess I just have been obtuse to it. I don't pay attention yeah, to it. Been around here a while. I don't think I remember seeing or ab- absorbing the Philadelphia city flag. I didn't know cities had flags. Uh, I did know that. I just didn't pay attention to that. Yeah, they do. I, like I like his states have, have flags too. Have, I remember. I, I remember didn't know that. Didn't know states have. Well, how has their own flag in the Buckeye? I remember that because I'm from the Buckeye state. Here we that go. Was the official, but Ohio? Not. I didn't say Atlanta. I'm just <laughs> I don't give you any breaks, man. I'm sorry. We have the horses on the state flag of Pennsylvania, right? There. When was the last time you saw the state flag of Pennsylvania? Commonwealth. As soon as I looked over there, looked over the thing and saw your your flag, that was the first time I saw it. Oh, when I pulled it up here on the computer? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) People don't uh, don't fly the state flag very often, or the Commonwealth. No, I remember, like in Ohio, they used to they used to like that was taught to us like every day. The state flag, 
the Johnny Appleseed was big, and and the Ohio State Buckeye, like the Buckeye, is it's the Buckeye State. Is Johnny you know, Appleseed still big, or is his, is his time passed? I remember we used to have to learn the Johnny Appleseed song. <laughs> oh, you're gonna have to perform that. Yeah, for us one I day. don't remember it, but I remember <laughs> that was big, man. And they were talking about how he went all across some the lyrics state. For you. About the with the apple seeds in his pocket. Oh, Johnny Appleseed. He was star. playing. He was playing apple seeds all over the place. Those sound familiar to me too. I might. I think it. we all learned. No, about we Johnny learned. Appleseed like, dude, point. Johnny Appleseed was that dude, <laughs> and how you know how with the log cabins and you know the Buckeye State and all that. Because I remember w- the park that I lived across the street from. Every year they would have Buckeyes, and we used to go over there and collect Buckeyes and make Buckeye necklaces. But they tell you don't eat them because you could die. With the Buckeyes. The Buckeyes. Yeah. You can't eat Buckeyes because you could die. Johnny Appleseed's a rock star. Do we know when Johnny Appleseed lived? Anyone have any uh, idea of the time frame when Johnny mm. Appleseed was running around with his apple seeds? 18-something? Yeah. Uh, born September 26, 1774, and died in 1845. I just remember that. 70s Easter. a good run at that time. Yeah, that was a nice run. Must have been eating all those apples. That's what it healthy. was. He was. That's what he was known for. We used to go to apple orchards and stuff in Ohio. That's what we used to do. I like memory lane with Hugh here. About a no, Johnny I, I just remember that because I remember the state flag because it's it's like red, white, and blue, but it's like a, it's it's like a little like a little like a little airplane flag. Mm. Like it's a little. It's not a full flag. It's like a little. You oh, know, the tri- like a different like a little, shape. D- like a different shape. Yeah, mm. I remember that. So yeah.